Where is he? Where are you? Skull Rock. Uh, do you know it? All right. Hello, everybody. This is the Skull Rock Podcast. This is your co-host, Stacy, and I am joined by... I am Megan, the other co-host for the Skull Rock Broadcast, a Stranger Things podcast. Hey, how are you? I'm good, darling. How are you? Doing okay. Winter break is nice. It's very, very nice, I must say. And I'm so glad that we were able to get a chance to finally sit down and record our first episode. Yes, we've been so excited to do this for like months now, I think, right? Yep, this has been in the works for a while, guys. We are two really hardcore Stranger Things fans, much like everybody. And we thought this would be a little bit of fun, especially as we're counting down to the final Last Hoorah season five. Season five! five. Woo! (laughs) Um, Yeah, super exciting. Great timing, I think, because the strikes are finally over, as far as I know, Mm -hmm. and filming is set to begin. So we are super excited to start talking about season five and just talking about the show in general. Like Stacey said, we're huge fans. We're huge, huge fans. You know, this is can be a fantastic community. It's almost like a family. That's how we met. And um, I just, I cannot believe that we're on the verge of season five, that this is it. Right. Let's talk about, so we met on Instagram Mm-hmm. Nice little Stranger Things community um, on Instagram. And I think you were probably one of the first people I met when I started my account. So that was super exciting. But we have met in real life also. We have in Philly. Yes, we met in Philadelphia um, at Fan Expo Philly, where we were there to meet Joseph Quinn, Annie Munson. So that was very exciting. And you also have been to a couple other fan expos i think i have the uh first one i was ever at was the fan expo in new orleans which it's crazy to believe that this is going on almost a year ago it was in january early january of 2023 i've never been to new orleans before great town great party town and i went with uh, my friends andy and brandy and my friend Jeanette, and we went down there and it was if you honestly didn't like wrap your head around how big of a show this is and how big of an impact this season and this character Eddie Munson was I've never you know I'm 35 years old I've never all my life seen a character join any popular show in its fourth season and make that big of a worldwide impact but it was it was chaotic but fun in the best way and I was fortunate enough a few months later in June of this past year to go to Fan Expo Philadelphia, and that's where I met you and um, Joseph again and Grace. Oh, yes. That was um, super cool. Was she in New Orleans also? She was. I was able to meet her. Um, sweet as pie, of course. I was able to meet the two of them. And just overall, really great interactions. I've been attending conventions probably since, like, I was 15 or so. And I have to say, even though, you know, the crowds were very overwhelming, there were a ton of people, you were waiting in line for a while. The actors, they definitely, the reason why the lines took so long was the actors really take their time to talk with you, which was so surreal and so cool. So I'm dying for them to start doing some Stranger Things, like themed conventions where it's just straight up Stranger Things guests 
maybe that'll happen after the fifth season wraps, but I'm hoping, you know, like they've done in the past with like Walking Dead and other, you know, franchises that they'll just do Stranger Things. I believe they have done that over in Germany. So fingers crossed that they'll come to the U.S. because there's so much of the cast I'd like to meet. And so far, the only ones I have met out of the entire cast is Grace, uh, Joseph Quinn, and Robert England. But that was at a horror convention. Now, who have you met? Um, just Joseph Quinn. So I am brand new. That Philadelphia convention was my first ever convention. Um, so, yeah, but it was a great experience. And I think it was so fun when we met because we knew each other like and we knew we were going to be there but we didn't even like message each other i just saw you and i walked up to you and you were like wait who are you because i don't post my face on my account so Mm -hmm. i was like i'm megan um and then we got to hang out that was like meeting a celebrity (laughs) by the way guys i literally was like i was more excited to meet megan than anybody else i was like instagram celebrity and she's like stop that i'm like no this is amazing Internet no, that phones. was so cool. And I know what you mean. I think um, the Vampire Diaries, which I also enjoyed that show, they have the conventions for like just the Vampire Diaries. I was just talking to Brandy about that the other day. It would be so cool to do one of those sometime. But I hope Stranger Things does something similar also, like you were saying, because it would be cool to get to meet more of the cast and mm-hmm. just be around fans Um of just stranger things even though it was super cool to be at the fan expo because i mean i'm a huge star wars fan so um hayden christensen was there and i got to see his panel and um oh sean astin i watched his panel in philadelphia so Mm -hmm. that was um that was a really cool experience and it was a great experience i think for my first convention um even though it was a little overwhelming and like you said with the crowds but it was cool everybody was so friendly they did do a really good job in Philly, even though um, I'm sure people know that something went on with JQ's passport. So basically everything had to be shoved into one day. And I honestly I have to say, I think they kind of like knew that, you know, this was just one of those things that it was out of everybody's hands and they handled it really well. The waits weren't that long. It was June and they were cranking the AC and um, the wait times weren't that bad. And also like, Kind of the good thing about these conventions, especially I noticed this in New Orleans, like you said, the community so welcoming. Like, you know, in New Orleans, I was waiting like three, four hours in line and I'm a little social butterfly. So I'd like turn towards strangers and I'd be like, so <laughs> what's your theory for next season? Your favorite character. And like some people a little weirded out, but other people they'd be showing me their tattoos and their cosplays and just deep diving on, you know, the show. So it's really cool to be surrounded by other fans who kind of get it, you know, and that can talk for hours on end about this show. And that's exactly, I think, kind of the inspiration that we had for the podcast. We like sat down together and we just felt like we could have talked for hours. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, well, why don't we talk for hours about this show? And maybe other people would like to listen too. So <laughs> um, I think that is just a great little introduction to how we met and how the show was born.
do you want to share anything else about who you are? Your name is Stacy. Sure. <laughs> Uh, my name is Stacy. everyone. I go by Stay Still Reviews on Instagram. I um, kind of ran a movie blog for a little while. Big, big movie fan. Um, been a Stranger Things fan since the beginning, which we'll dive more into in a few minutes. Um, I'm from Massachusetts. Um, I work in the school system, which is really, really cool. Um, like I said, I could talk Stranger Things and movies for hours on end. And I have a little Maltese puppy named Quinn, who I'm sure you can all guess who he's named after. <laughs> and I'll just have to get him a brother and name him Kiri. Perfect. So how about you, Megan? Why don't you tell everybody about yourself? Okay. So I'm Megan, obviously. Um, steady stories on Instagram. And we I live in Maryland, um, so close to Baltimore. Um with my husband and we have two cats and we have a husky puppy um mm. so she's about 10 months old now and her name is leia so like i said big star wars fan, star wars fan. Um, yep. since, since i was a kid and we're about the same age um you said you were 35 before i'm 36 yep. um so star wars was a big part of just my childhood my dad was a big fan and then the prequels came out when I was in middle school, so that was fun. Um, and just, I mean, I saw the sequels in the movie theater with my dad, too. So never been, like, too as into the sequels and the prequels, but the original movies were just so nostalgic and classic for me. So um, I love that it has, like, a resurgence lately, and um, I'm always kind of looking for the Star Wars connections in Stranger Things, too. I know you love, like, the connections to all of the horror movies and things like that, too, which yep. um, I think is fun to talk about. And we'll definitely dive into that um, on the podcast in later episodes. Yeah, so that's me, I think. Very nice. Very nice. So I think a good way for our audiences to maybe get to know us a little bit better, and uh, these are questions definitely, you know, we can ask further down the road to them. Megan, could you tell me when was the first time you ever watched Stranger Things and what was your, like, first opinion about it when it first aired? It's so funny because, so on Facebook, there's, like, Facebook memories, obviously, and um what month was it when it came out was it july okay so july 2016 i was gonna like look up these dates or so that i could like talk about it so july 2016 um i was living in an apartment with my husband now husband um he wasn't my husband at the time and i remember watching it and posting on facebook so like every year around that time like my posts comes up like and i can't yeah, that... I, I can't remember exactly what it said i think i saved it um last time to like share on instagram or whatever but um i was just like hooked from the first episode and i wanted to talk about it with everybody um but i never really got into sort of the fandom aspect of it um in between the first three seasons um mm -hmm. so I mean, I watched immediately. I loved it. Um, but then in between the seasons, I wasn't really like thinking about it or talking about it with anyone, really. Um, so I think 
when season two came out, so I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself with like the little the journey here. But with when season two came out, I remember talking about it with friends again a little bit more and trying. I remember being in Pittsburgh with my friend and it was my friends from college and we were all trying to get our other friend to watch it because we had all watched it. That. So it, season two was already out. So she like wa we watched most of the first season with her and then she was supposed to like continue watching season two, but I don't know if she ever did. <laughs> That's amazing. But her husband is actually a big fan too. So he, she has watched all of the seasons now at this point. <laughs> Nice. so um yeah so i mean i've watched it every year when it came out um season three i remember loving um but i think season four was when i kind of got hooked and like it got stuck in my what brain you say hooked? what was it about season four that really hooked you in so i watched it immediately when it came out in may but i hadn't been I hadn't been paying attention much to like the lead up to it. So that's why I'm super excited for like the lead up and the in between with season four and season five. Like I'm bummed that it's taking yeah. so long, but it's just been so much fun like to be a part oh, yeah. of this, like during the the time in between season four and season five. So I watched it in May. I I just loved it so much. I loved everything about it, like the connections to the previous seasons, the new character development um i remember going to school and oh and i i didn't say that i also work in a school so um both stacy and i are on our winter break that's what i mentioned earlier i remember going to school and just wanting to talk to the kids about it too because i yeah. work with like the age kids they're like middle schoolers for the most part yeah. and um they 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 a lot of them watch the show too so i was like oh who's watching stranger things and talking about that mm -hmm. with the kids um and it was when i think it was the i think i guess episode seven it just like blew my mind such a good episode right so everything kind of like came full circle and i was so excited for volume two um I didn't rewatch it during the time between volume one and volume two. I was like, okay, I'm excited for these last two episodes. But then I watched volume two and I couldn't stop watching it. Like I immediately Why? finished volume two and I put season one, episode one back on. I was like, I need to see yep. this from the beginning to kind of like incorporate all of this new knowledge of the lore and things that, now we know we're happening from the very beginning um mm -hmm. so i think that was like my initial like thing that got it stuck in my brain um sidebar to that and we can talk about our favorite characters i'm sure we'll like definitely get into oh. our favorite characters a lot throughout this um podcast but yes eddie munson huge fan loved him of course but our boy Steve. <laughs> Our boy Steve. He's number one forever. That, I was like, I want to watch it from season one for this character development. Because he, mm -hmm. by the time season three, he was like, yes, he was like a new person. He was such a cool season three, Steve. Oh, chef <laughs> Exactly. Um, but season four, 
it kind of, again, came full circle and you got that full character development of who he is now and seeing from the beginning to now that kind of like arc. I just wanted to rewatch it over and over again just for that. Oh, yeah. Shows you what amazing writers the Duffer Brothers are and what one hell of an actor Joe Keery is exactly. because we all know it was originally going to be Ronnie, Jonathan, and Will's dad, who he's an actor that I've known from other horror movies and stuff. I was excited to see him actually pop up, the guy who plays their dad. So he was supposed to be the one to have the baseball bat with the nails and help Jonathan and Nancy. And Steve was supposed to be like the James Spader kind of, you know, jerky boyfriend who like assaults Nancy. And supposedly the Duffer brothers were like, this kid is charming. And I can, I don't know about you, Megan, I couldn't imagine the other seasons without him. No. You know, even like, I'm sorry, this is just my opinion, <laughs> but whenever they were like, Mike, you're the heart. I kind of like looked at the screen like, you sure about that? <laughs> and I'm like, it's either Dustin or Steve. Yeah. Very the I heart, love Dustin you know? so much. Justin, yeah. Dustin and Max are my favorite, like, ch children. Like, not that they're going to be children yeah. much longer once we get know, to season be five. Social yeah. <laughs> but those are my favorites Man. of like the kids. Um, yeah, Dustin for yeah. sure. Um, but I mean, I don't hate any of the characters. I don't hate my, oh, no. I, I think, no, no, yeah, no. I think they're all great and they all have a purpose. And um, I do trust the Duffer brothers. <laughs> I'm hoping we're all trusting them because they have ripped our hearts out and stomped in them. But I remember like this was when I was like, wow, these guys are really great writers. When I first watched season one, I remember I kept going, they're going to do the stereotypical thing. And Nancy's going to end up with Jonathan at the end of season one. And when that didn't happen, I like did the Leo pointing meme when I saw them, Steve and Nancy still together. And I went, Look at that. They're still together, you know? And it makes sense with how the storyline went for season two that they would end up together. And obviously the two actors have really great chemistry together. But um, yeah, I was like, wow, these Duffer brothers, like they know how to make such great characters. And I, I forced my sister and her husband last year to finally binge watch it. I was like, you guys will thank me. And I remember I brought up the whole, and I'm sure like every hardcore Stranger Things fan knows this, but the journey of Hopper's daughter's hair tie. Yeah. You know, the little blue hair tie and how you see it in the flashbacks with his daughter and then how he starts wearing it after she gets sick. And then you notice in season three and four, he gave it to Elle because she's now his daughter. Just little subtle things that only viewers might or might not pick up on. That's fantastic writing. And that's the Duffer Brothers 100% being like, we're going to put in these little details where you do notice things that do link back to the past and make these characters more human. And it's been years since I've seen a show where a group of kids and teenagers and adults truly feel like this big family. And you know, going back to what you said about the character arc of Steve, so, so well written. So I'm glad they went the route they did because I honestly couldn't see season four with any of the kids or any of the, you know, preteens, teens, or young adults missing from the entire group, you know? Right. So really great writing. Yeah. No, those little details are so fun to notice. And I think that's why 
it's fun for me to like watch it over and over yeah. and i haven't watched it in a few months um <laughs> it's like it's been 17, that was 17 days no i'm just kidding um <laughs> but that's also i think you like to put it on and just kind of have it on in the background, background which when yeah. i put it on i like want to like pay attention to every single little detail so i can't like I'll try yep. to put it on as background, but then I'm like, wait, no, I need to pay attention to this. I need to take notes. <laughs> I noticed with especially season four, that's the one probably, I probably watched the first season the most out of all of them. I could probably do a one woman show of it at this point. But like I noticed uh, a few weeks ago, I was trying to fill out bills because, you know, I'm I'm a 90 year old woman, apparently, <laughs> and I'm filling out bills and I'm in front of the TV and I had season four on and I kept noticing I was looking up looking up looking up at my tv i'm like no stacy like come on you know what happens but you're absolutely right there's so many little details even if it was something on a bulletin board or a poster in one of their bedrooms there's so many little easter eggs and so many little homages to different things that it really is a treasure chest for fandom fans like us you know yeah and it was um funny because i was watching it on a loop after season four finished and um i got multiple co-workers to watch it and talked about it with nice. them and then i made sure that my dad watched it he had always watched it from the beginning too <laughs> and i would talk about it with him my college friends were great they would like listen to me we went on a girls trip like the in the summer of 2022 after it had come out and my we were I was driving with my one friend and she like literally let me read from my notes in my phone about the show to her um Love but that. at this point or after a couple months like the people in real life did not want to talk about stranger things with me anymore so I needed an yep. outlet for that right so that was mm -hmm when i um well that was around the time when i started reading fan fiction which we can talk about a little bit too but um that was when i also made my instagram and i was like okay i need people who want to continue yep. to keep talking about this with me um and that's why i will be here for anyone who <laughs> is like us and wants to continue talking about it um and anyone yeah. who's getting back into it now that the excitement of season five um starting is ramping back up a little bit we're keeping the stranger things eternal flame alive right now yes. we are carrying that torch <laughs> we're not gonna die we are here I'm for it. and we i think try to be we try to be positive about it too um i think yeah. it's so much fun to just look at it with positivity and with um that excitement for the new season and yeah so do you want to, I guess I didn't ask you, you said a little bit about your journey, but when did you first start watching? I remember um, one of my late friends, they were like, there's this new show coming out. This was like in 2015. And they were like, we're, we're no writer is in it. And she's crazy. And her son goes missing. And that was the synopsis I got. So I'm like, oh, Okay. And then I was, I believe I was house sitting for my sister summer of uh, 2016. I saw it was on and two of my friends actually worked on the first season. They uh, helped, I believe, do mold making for the Demogorgon. And they, they were like, it takes place in the 80s. There's monsters in it. That was all they could really say. So I was house sitting and I watched it. And of course, 
are you really a Stranger Things fan if you skip the intro? Which my <laughs> sister skipped the intro when we were rewatching an episode this past summer and the side eye I gave her. I was like, no, you have to watch the whole thing. Every single time. <laughs> Every single time. And as I'm watching it, I was like, hmm, you know, I'm watching it. And I'm like, this feels like Steven Spielberg or Stephen King, two big things that were huge in my house growing up, I'm like, had made a TV show. And the kids reminded me of the kids from like the Explorers and the Goonies. And it was just so well written in the synth music. And just like I said, all the little homages to different, you know, fandom movies and stuff that we all grew up loving. And I think I plowed through it in less than two days. And next thing you know, I downloaded the theme and I'm like bopping out of my car to it. Became a huge fan and everybody agreed that they loved it. And that was kind of it, you know, yeah. and didn't really talk about it. Season two hit. The trailer was amazing. And I remember I watched it and I was like, eh, that was good. That was good. And it, I didn't really become a huge, huge fan until summer of 2019. I took the summer off and it was the marketing behind season three was genius with Baskin Robbins turning into Scoops Ahoy, which one day I will tell everybody about my like freaking seven year journey of trying to get that ice cream. Yes. Oh my God. But, um, the marketing behind it, like I went to a candy store and literally they must have had some affiliation with Netflix. It was all Stranger Things candy. And everywhere you looked, summer 2019, it was Stranger Things. And that's when I became a big, 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 big fan, started rewatching the first two seasons. And then, you know, COVID hit. And I'll never forget, they like leaked, I want to say it was like November 2020, they leaked a photo of Joseph Quinn as Eddie Munson. And the only description was drug dealer, dungeon master, Eddie Munson. And I remember just so snootily going, good luck trying to be the new Billy says the girl now who has three Eddie Munson tattoos. Everyone, you're welcome. So, oh, Stacy, my sweet summer child. But you wished um, him I fall production here and there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fall production here and there, and started like collecting a little bit, a few pops here and there, um, which I'm very proud of my collection, as we know. Um, it's my baby. But then when season four hit, I remember I was so cheaped up. I went out and I bought Domino's pizza because, and I'm sorry guys, I'm a pizza hut gal. I don't judge. <laughs> I love pizza, but Domino's pizza is hot circular garbage. But I was like, they got the retro eighties boxes. And I was so pumped up. And I remember just binge watching it with my late father last summer. And it was, I was hooked in immediately. And as soon as the first episode finished, I remember pausing it and turning towards my father going, Oh my God, this is, this is almost like the Harry Potter series. The audience is kind of like growing up. This is going to be the darkest yet. Cause I feel like I just watched a nightmare on Elm street reboot and was it ever. Yeah. And I just felt like the stakes were bigger. It felt like some of those episodes were as long as a movie, but were this big epic saga where things started making sense. You know, uh, loss of characters were hitting a little bit harder. And I just, I like total nerd chills. So after it ended, much like you, I remember I ended volume two and I sat out on my back deck with a margarita, just so <laughs> depressed. And I was like, it's freaking over. Like we waited forever during COVID because of this. 
And that's when literally I was like, I need to find people and talk about this. Started collecting everything I could, started nerding out, reading fanfic, meeting people. I mean, I met one of my best friends through this community because she was like, all you would do was post about it. And then I finally got what you meant. And I met you, Megan, and went to the conventions. And it's such a big part of my life that even some of my students, when they walk by, they're like, Miss Still, Stranger Things, you know, and I'm like, Hoo. but one day the lights went out at my school. And of course, the kids are like, Miss Still, the Demogorgon's going to get you. And I'm like, get to class. But it, deep down inside, I'm like, you're right. But yeah, it just, I've always been a huge fan of horror movies. I do love Star Wars, much like you. You know, I was a fan of the first few seasons of Supernatural. I've I've gotten semi into fandoms before, but this is consuming. I think as of right now, I have six or seven Stranger Things tattoos. Um, I'm just like basically 90% of my wardrobe is Stranger Things. I could talk about this all day long. So Megan, when we met in person, we were just, you know, shooting the breeze talking. And I was like, wow, she's really easy to talk to. And we're, we're not judging each other because exactly. we're doing deep, <laughs> deep dives about certain stuff about this fandom and, you know, these characters. And that's what we want this podcast to be, guys. You know, we want this to be a welcoming place where you don't, you're not judged. You know, you're part of the party, no pun intended. <laughs> and, you know, you can just geek out with us and talk about it. Because like I said, and Megan said earlier, this is an exciting time to start talking about it because this is, as you know, depressing as it is, this is the last time we're going to be amping up before the final season so we get to see production and little leaks and this and that we can theorize what we think is going to be happening so pretty excited yeah super exciting no i love listening to you talk about it like <laughs> i could just like stay like here <laughs> you know um so soothing. and i am so impressed by your collection so we'll definitely have to get into that more so did you not start collecting until after season three or did you have anything before season three? On it, like I think I might have owned like maybe one Stranger Things book beforehand. Okay, um, but it was season three that hit that I was like, I'm gonna start buying some pops, and I'm so glad that I held on to some of the candy, which is still in its original package. I wouldn't dare eat it now, but um, it was season four that really amped up me being like, I want to try to get one of the more original, unique collections out there and own stuff that other people don't have but it was around season three so you know a lot of people are like well you're not really collecting VHS tapes or your horror stuff anymore and I'm like honestly right now I just want to focus on my Stranger Things collection because it is my baby and you know when they say in Jaws we're going to need a bigger boat <laughs> guys I think we're going to need a bigger shelf. Shelf. yeah you got to expand yeah. soon for sure um, of course. I do not really have a collection but I've started a little bit so I have good a few girl. things I have a few things <laughs> good girl that's all that matters <laughs> it's fun um I mean I have two pops now they're my which pops do you have which pops do you think I have hmm let me think <laughs> could, it, could it be Eddie and Steve are blurry. Yeah. So I have Hunter, Steve. Hunter Eddie is coming um soon. Nice. But I also just got like the original Eddie um for Christmas. Sweet from the brothers. So super exciting. The best. Okay, there were so many things that I wanted to I need to like take notes as you're talking. So I make sure that we come back to certain things. <laughs> <laughs> 
We will figure this out. We will figure this out, guys. But um, I think you mentioned the music also, which we both love. So and I do remember I was like, oh, yeah, I did listen to the soundtrack. So when season three, I think, came out, I might have listened to it after season one or two also because I love like music and soundtracks and things like that. But I do remember listening to the soundtrack for season three, like in my car. Um so good so into it and then after season four i was obsessed with that soundtrack i would listen to that like in between volume one and volume two like i was listening to that all the time too and then my obsession or hyperfixation, whatever you want to call it um yeah like yeah. evolved into like the only radio station i listened to in my car is 80s on eight I love that. I mean, come on now. Some great music. I know, made in that and decade. I never was like a fan of 80s music. And I think, I don't remember who said this, and I should probably not like quote things without having like a source. But I was listening or reading something recently that was like, oh, people like Stranger Things because of the nostalgia. But then it, I think it's the other way around. Like we're nostalgic yeah. for the 80s because of stranger things like it it brought it back i mean i gotta tell you suddenly a bunch of movies started like calling it back to the 80s and stuff you know a lot of netflix other netflix shows a lot of movies and you know i feel like that's the one decade if you notice it's probably the most out of any other decade the 70s the 60s you know the 90s that's the decade that there's most movies about that are made today right. you know yeah it's super cool I don't know. yeah and i mean like you and i are just a couple years younger than the duffer brothers too so yeah i feel like we're kind of the same like wavelength with them of like we weren't really we don't re- remember the 80s like we weren't we were yeah. i was born like at the very end of the 80s same as you so it's not like same. we were alive during the 80s but it's like yeah. this nostalgia for a time like right before we were born or whatever so it's it's kind of fun yeah because we were raised on those movies yes. and you know music and this and that where it was simpler times when you could get on your bike and you know pedal down the street to your friend's house you know and I think a lot of those movies and like we said, soundtracks are what kind of inspired the Duffer Brothers being like, man, simpler times, yeah. you know, I'm sure plenty of people could be like, the 80s were terrible. What are you talking about? We're like, we don't remember. No. We were babies, We just know the good so. parts. <laughs> yeah, we only, we only know the golden parts. So that's all that exactly. counts. Exactly. We can talk a little bit about what we know about filming right now. We've been talking about, oh, season five is starting um, and that will be kind of be like a regular segment of our show um of any updates that have come out about filming so i was watching a couple videos the duffer brothers were matt and ross were doing press for the play the um Mm -hmm. the play in in london and they gave us a little bit of information about season five so I'm pretty sure, based on what they said, that they have done the table read for the first, I guess, six or seven episodes, like not the last two. I forget how many there are going to be in this season. Um, And I know we were all super excited when all of the cast members were going to Atlanta and things like that. Um, So the table reads are done. And based on, 
I guess um, Ross is giving us a little bit of like crumbs on his Instagram story all the time. Yep. So we do know that they will start, I guess, back filming after the holidays. So kind of the beginning of the month, right when this episode that we're recording right now will be coming out, um, will kind of correlate to when they start filming. Um, they also, I guess, said that it will not be all a dream. Did you see that video? I did see that, which I was relieved, but I, for the longest time, have been sticking to my guns being like, it's all a campaign. I think they said it's not that either. Like, the headline was like, it's not all a dream, but I think they also said in the video, it's not all a D&D campaign. So, I mean... Could you imagine? It's so cool. I mean, and do you play D&D? Because I don't. I don't, but I like a rough outline of, like, how it kind of works. So I definitely want maybe, like, some time to have somebody who does have some more D&D knowledge to come on and talk to us because I think we would, like, totally nerd out about that because Absolutely. all of the even little references that people talk about, I'm, like, latching on to, like, oh, oh yeah. like, that's so cool um, because it does have, like, the feel of a campaign mm -hmm. like in a lot of the seasons and everything they did say which i thought this was really cool it's gonna take place winter of 1987 okay so we're gonna get like almost like holiday christmas time feels probably around the time like season one took place because they know that's november yeah. um so the the little bit of like photos that we have seen they've been hinting towards it taking place during the holidays and it's interesting to know that it's supposedly going to be 1987 i don't think anything is too concrete yet but um that's a bit of a time jump yeah. but not too much because some people were like what's well, probably going to take place in 1990 and why else it's supposed to be the 80s you know but i'm sure they'll think of something clever on how to do it because you know, I know a lot of people are saying, well, everyone's getting so much older. If you're a true fan like us, you're unfazed. Yeah. These people can have wrinkles and walkers. Throw a Dustin cap on Dustin. He'll be fine. Yeah. We're like, go. We'll watch you know? it. <laughs> Who cares? We'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about any um, new merch that has come out recently? Um, that will be another segment that we get into yeah. yes we'll probably be discussing new merch guys and definitely you know if you run an etsy shop or private business or you make your own merchandise definitely follow us on instagram you know we'll talk about that later and if you want us to definitely you know shout out your store or whatnot we can definitely do so um but i did notice because the holidays just passed which was really cool that um some new things have definitely come out that have been on the netflix show um website there were a pair of roller skates which i don't know about you but like i was a 90s kid i i could not roller skate for the love of my life and even though i try to own almost everything stranger things i took one look at those and said that's a young man's game <laughs> i'm not going to get the roller skates because i don't want to you know break my back but it's really cool. I think you can get them on Netflix.com. They look like Eddie's guitar. They still they have that like cracked red and black marble look to them. Um, definitely, I believe they've been shipping out and they are available. The pops of Campaign Eddie sitting at his table along with one. It's called the Piggyback Eddie, 
which it's him behind the poster that was made for that episode. And he's kind of like tinted blue. It looks really, really cool. Um, there's supposed to be a new phase coming out of Pops. Uh, supposedly we're going to be getting a floating Chrissy. So I'm excited. And Max in the cemetery scene. And at your local Walmart, you can also get, and I, I own them, uh, you can get a baseball bat that is actually a Nerf gun that looks like Steve's bat, as well as Lucas's, um, what do you call it, slingshot, uh, his monster killer. And there's a few other things that are popping up, like Scoops Ahoy, ice cream bowls. They must be affiliated with Walmart because I'm seeing new merch popping up as well as a Surfer Boy. Um, it's like a radio almost. It's shaped as the Surfer Boy pizza van. So new things popping up here and there. But I think the most adorable thing that dropped this season was the Little People sets, which, you know, we obviously know what Little People are, but there's three different sets one is eddie with the hellfire club another one is the kids from season one and the newest one which is not available yet on amazon but i think you can get it on netflix.com it's the max scene in the cemetery so it's her floating and the guy's all screaming in vecna and it's it's completely adorable so definitely a must-have i don't have know if i've seen looking. those you'll have to show them to it's me. so cute oh my cute. god yeah and i don't know like what's new because i knew i had seen the nerf gun and i didn't know if it was new or not and we're not sponsored at this point or anything guys we're just talking about this stuff because we love it if we ever do yep. get sponsorships we will let you know <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but yeah it's so much fun Cool. Yeah. I, well, the, there's a calendar. I did get the calendar for yes, Christmas yes. and there's so much Eddie Munson in this calendar. So way better than the calendar we both had for last year, I think. <laughs> you know, do you love that? Nothing against that calendar, but I just kept tearing off the other pictures and I kept it as Robin and I Steve know. who had been there since <laughs> February. Oh, I have to frame that photo now. But um, that's really cool that for your Eddie Munson lovers out there, there's um, basically a calendar where it's 99% him and the Hellfire Club, which is really cool. Yeah, super cool. Um, lots of my favorite photos are on the calendar, so it's pretty it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, and I love, I love that, that you did that with the calendar every month. Stacy was posting, yeah. oh, it's a new month, but let me just use this picture again. <laughs> I was like, I want to look at these two instead of anybody else. Steve and Robin are amazing. Let me ask you real quick. Okay. We're going to do some rapid fire here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm bad at rapid fire. So what do I get? Like 10 seconds to answer. <laughs> 10 seconds. Please. Okay. All right. Are you ready? ready. Favorite character? Steve Harrington. Good. <laughs> Good. Nice. Stacey approves. All right. Wait, do, I, do I ask you back or are we going to do it and then I'll do you? I'll do you, and then you do me. Okay. We're finding our sea legs, guys. Just bear with us. Favorite um, episode. Is that what you said? Favorite episode. Mm. Oh. I don't. Why don't I know the name of it? What happens in well, it? I can say it probably in two seconds. It's the, um, the Winnebago scene. is my favorite scene, so like that episode. But I also really like that episode. It's the second to last That's episode. That's Papa. Papa. Okay. Yeah, definitely. and yeah. um, oh, you talked about the what's the um Eddie Munson with the poster in the back? Piggyback, 
piggyback. So that's the Butcher Billy poster, right? Yes, Love that the art. Butcher Billy. He's so cool too. Such good artwork. Yeah. Shout out to Boo. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> um, okay, what's my next question? Favorite monster slash villain so far? Oh, I only have 10 seconds. Vecna, I guess. Ooh, okay. Yeah. All right. And to wrap it all up, favorite moment. You can only pick one moment. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with episode seven, like the end, where we like find out. Because that was what I think just blew my mind. Like we found out Eleven's like connection to sending um one to become Vecna Vecna. yeah that was what popped into my head I think just because that was what kind of got my brain stuck on the show yeah nerd chills every time I mean I think that you definitely expected me to say some other moments didn't you oh absolutely (laughs) you know what are you proud of me you surprise me every day (laughs) you know what that's all that matters okay keep me on my toes your turn should I ask the same questions? Uh, uh, next next time I'll come up with different ones. Um, <clears throat> favorite season. That is a different Four. one, right? Because you didn't ask me that. I didn't okay. ask you that. Fourth, mine four. too. Yeah, four. I thought you were going to say three, though. I love season three. Everybody, I have to say, if you have seasonal depression, pop in season three. I think it's because it takes place during the summer. Summer. Yeah. It's so brightly lit. It's just like instantly if I feel anxious, I will pop in season three. Cures me every time. It's fantastic. But season four is just epic. Okay, favorite character? Steve Harrington. Yeah. We're Steve girlies. Um, yep. Favorite scene? Favorite scene. You know, it's funny that you said this actually. I do have to agree with you. Like, there are so many great moments, which we will definitely deep dive into in future episodes. But I have to say it's the moment where Eleven banishes Henry slash one to become Vecna. And, I mean, definitely, you know, I'll do my deep dive on that scene one day. But it's just such, like, a moment just between the swelling music. And it's a music cue, if anybody remembers, from the scene of season one where Eleven saves Mike and Dustin from the bullies. It's called She'll Kill You. It's a really great score. And um, mm-hmm. just, I don't know, her one memory of somebody ever telling her that she was loved. It's so epic, you know, and just the acting in it is amazing. And the fact that Eleven was supposed to only be eight years old when she did that. Total badass moment and just nerd chills every time. That's why I was like, Wow, that yeah. was a perfect episode. So that moment, absolutely. And the callback to season one when she kind of does the same thing to the Demogorgon. Exactly. Right? It. And then we get then we get it with Fekna a little bit in yeah. the piggyback too. So yeah, super cool. All right. Should we wrap it up? I think we're good, guys. But hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Like I said, we're still trying to find our sea legs, but we have a lot of fun stuff planned in the future. And we just want to geek out with you guys and just talk stranger things, you know? Yeah, we're so excited to be here. We're so excited that we got this first episode under our belt. Yeah. And 
Follow us on social media. That's what I'm supposed to say, right? At Skull Rock Broadcast on Instagram. I'm trying to pretty much make that on every social media. Um, so wherever you like to enjoy your social media, try to find us. We should be there. And if we're not there, we will be there soon. And you can find us also on social media. So um, Stacy is Stay Still Reviews, right? Yep. That's me. And I am Steady Stories. So hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, so this is what I was really excited about. Can you tell? I'm like, oh, let's keep talking. Yep. Um, so we're going to do this little secret segment at the end of our episodes because we know that not everybody likes to interact with the show through fan fiction. And it's not for everybody, which is fine. We have no judgment towards that. So fan fiction isn't your thing. You can turn this off. We're done. We hope you enjoyed the episode, right? Absolutely. Um, but we do enjoy fan fiction. <laughs> we do. We do. If you do not all Guilty. already. Um, so hopefully some of you are maybe listening to this because you do already follow my Instagram or Stacy on Instagram. Um, but my Instagram is pretty much fan fiction based um it's fantastic so when i kind of like was talking about my journey earlier i was watching the show season four well after season four i was watching the entire show from season one on a loop mm. um and i did that a couple of times and then i started just watching season four a couple of times like over and over again and then yeah. i wanted to keep experiencing season four but i had watched it so many times at that point probably like 10 yep. times um i was like let me experience this in a different way and i had been seeing it was really fun last night i looked at so i had before my instagram my steady stories instagram i had a bookstagram account so i like talked about I love that. um did you know that I don't know. Okay. I did. Did not. Oh my yeah. goodness. So I, what, I mean, I never really, it re never really got like super popular or anything, but I made a lot of friends on there. Um, yeah. That I kind of neglected after I um, made my new Instagram. But yeah. Um, so I started sharing like little things on my story when like the Stranger Things like hyperfixation hit. So. I was looking at my story highlight last night that's like steady. So it was it was edits. I like I was seeing a lot of edits of Steve and Eddie because they were like the guys in season four and you know, we were all into them. And then it was edits of them like together and fan art of them together. Such great. And fan I was art. like, Well, I love both of these characters so much. 
that this makes so much sense to me. Yep, you're like, it's like a light bulb going off. Yeah, and and again, we're mostly going to talk about, well, yeah, we're mostly going to talk about Steady, right? Which, spoiler yeah. alert. Let's be real, people. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> if you don't like Steady, tune out. Um, also, you can say Steady if you want. Um, you're the only person I know that says it like that, but you can say it like that if you want. Steady or Steady? Steady, but you say Steady. <laughs> don't you say steedy i think i've been saying steedy for like a year now i was so excited to tell you this <laughs> but like i get it i've never heard anybody say it except you but like steve has like a long e so it's so much so much i'm glad you told me now <laughs> Steady, steady, not steady. <laughs> oh my God, you were probably staring at me the whole time in Philly, being like, <laughs> "What the fuck are you talking about?" Oh my God, that's no, so I funny. Was, I thought it was cute. That's adorable. <laughs> Listen, that is. Fantastic. I will all keep it in. Um, that is amazing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. The fan art had me, and then I don't know why I started reading. It was probably like something I I probably saw it on as a wreck on like Facebook or something in a Facebook group that I'm in. The first fic I read was wait the man that I could be, and oh that's a good um, one. That's so it's a good super one. long. Um, I didn't realize that it was a work in progress, a whip, um, when I started it. So I read the majority of it, and it's kind of a retelling of season four with um. Yeah. The guys knew each other before season four. So that's where they meet at the bar, yeah, right? Yeah, they meet at a bar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for us. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, so I loved it so much. Um, but then I had to like wait for like the last few episodes or last it's few so chapters to come out. Yeah. Um it felt like an episode, yeah. <laughs> right. Which um we're currently waiting for some new chapters, I think, of our fave um sneaky link right now but yep. <laughs> no pressure no pressure i hate yep. like no pressure <laughs> putting pressure on the authors um because you know if they never wrote another chapter i would still love that story so yeah fantastic um, yeah but we would love to just kind of have chats about what we're reading some of our favorite fan fictions um like I said, it's just a way to continue experiencing these characters um, yeah. in a different way and hear different people's kind of um, take on them um, to maybe see them in alternate universes is pretty cool sometimes. It's just a very yep. creative endeavor, I think. And I'm so, I have so much respect for the people who write fan fiction because I don't. Um, and, yeah. Did you want to say anything else about that? No, absolutely. Um, no, I'm the same way. I never really read any fan fiction before, but it was summer 2022. I was dog sitting and I was like, man, am I really going to rewatch that season again? And then I can't even tell you how I stumbled upon Archive, but thank God I did because there was a author, I think their name is like Out of My Gourd yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And so well written. They wrote one that was in Steve's point of view, 
one that was in Eddie's point of view, and then one that takes place in a summer camp that was only like one chapter long. Okay. And I think it's they, not so bad. Is not so is bad. Steve's maybe nope. point of view. That's Steve. And then keep it steady, Eddie. Eddie. But I have not. <laughs> I haven't read Keep It Steady, Eddie, which it's, it's a classic. So I think, good. But, um, God bless your memory. Yeah. But it's a slow burn. But like, it's just so so well done. And I here I am reading this like kicking my feet like a schoolgirl giggling. Yeah. And it just, you know, thankfully after that, I just discovered so many other people. And some of these things, like, they could literally be novels. Oh, absolutely. They are that long, that well written, you know, like, well, definitely, you know, on another episode, I want to do a deep dive on Take the Money and Run, You're Divine, you know, um, Are You Flagging? There's so many ones that feel like actual novels that some really great book binders you know some really hardcore fans have actually turned them into books yeah. because they're as long as a novel and like megan said if you want to almost like see these characters in different lights see them interact see how these two people would be as a romantic couple it's just so so cool and it's nice to see like you know people being like okay well this is what happened to eddie well maybe the cast theory did happen you know maybe something else happened maybe the government covered up and he lived and some of these stories are so great and other ones they're just just dirty and smutty and you feel like you're reading you know a romance novel and you're just giggling but it's so so much fun and a lot of the authors out there very very talented yeah exactly and i think i guess the other thing was obviously you may or may not think that eddie is still alive in canon um but at this point it's i'm not as i don't really care as much <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, because even if he's not alive in canon, like I have all of this story. <laughs> so that was like <laughs> that fix it aspect. And I think the ones that you mentioned, like not so bad, was just such a like fun like story. And it was kind of like cathartic. Mm -hmm. Like after I mean, the man that I could be is very angsty and like not so not bad. cathartic, but like cathartic in a different way, I think, because he still does live. But um but it's nice to sometimes just see the characters have some fun, you know? Yeah. Like, because I nice see them actually live normal lives a little right. bit. Or know? get to, like, deal with their pain and their trauma and things like that. So, yeah, it's definitely a fun experience. Um, the Man That I Could Be is O-Stars. And it's so funny because there are some fan fiction authors who write a lot of fan fiction for different fandoms um and just kind yep. of like came into the steady fandom wrote a story or two and then like left and then Bow luckily out. there are still so many that are just like cranking out the fix cranking like, them out like what like them. 18 months later now at this point yeah. um so I mean, it's just a gift that keeps on giving, I think. Exactly. And you never know what you're going to find. Yeah. And I, and like I said, I had a bookstagram. I used to read a lot of books. Like, I mean, not some people on bookstagram are like crazy reading like 200 books a year, but I, um, yeah. I think in 2021, I read 50 books, something like that. Wow. Good um, and I mean, I can probably count the number of books that I've read in the past year and a half on like two hands because <laughs> I've been so bad. And my, our friend Brandy, she's part of a book club. She's a great reader. 
And I have been like, I was even given the like Lord of the Rings books to read. And I got to be honest, I find myself sitting on my couch late at night reading, you know, fanfic. But like I said, they feel like novels. No, there's like amazing authors that could be published writers, but they just do it for free, for fun and share it with the world. So it's such a cool phenomenon. And um, yeah, we're so excited to kind of have a little segment of our show dedicated to talking about that too. Absolutely. Oh, and Sneaky Link, I mentioned earlier, is your fave Morningberries. Shout out. I'm telling you guys, I sat down with Megan. I was like, Megan, have you heard of its author? And then I talked her ear off for 15 minutes, like breaking down every synopsis of every story. The many ways to say I love you, sweet surrender. Currently, right now, what are we reading? Sneaky Link, right? Sneaky Link. So good. I mean, filthy, but in the best way possible. You know, so good. I have to say, some of these have been made into podfix. And they make sitting through traffic a little more tolerable. That's all yes, I have to yes, say. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, and I guess a little self-promo. I just started yeah. recording Podfix. So that was pretty cool. Did yeah. you listen? I did. I uh, loved it. It's so <laughs> I was like, Stacey's going like, to crash her car like on the way to I, I mean, a few times I almost did, but made that drive go by real quick. It was great. So you can, um, yeah, find me on AO3 now. I have two published podfics. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, anything else we want to say about this now? We can talk about this. I think we could have a whole 45 minutes talking about this too, but we have plenty of episodes to get into it. And yeah, we're just going to keep it quick for now. Give you a little taste of what we'll be talking about so <clears throat> i think this is actually like our real ending this time no encore <laughs> yeah we'll encore encore but um uh, thanks guys for listening like we said you know we have a lot of fun stuff planned and we just want to geek out with you guys as we start counting down the days the months god knows the years until we get season five but we're just as pumped as you guys yep so excited to be here over and out over and out Thank you.